Welcome to The Vegan Optimist, a podcast spreading positivity and optimism about the future of veganism. This is episode 7 with special guests Ryan Lum and Angie P, creator of the Happy Healthy Vegan YouTube channel. Hey, it's Ryan, and I want to welcome you to The Vegan Optimist podcast, a place of learning focused on positive developments in all things vegan. Before I bring on my special guest, I wanted to share some exciting news and some great quotes I came across. On May 22nd, climate activist Greta Thunberg posted a video to her 11.7 million followers on Instagram titled For Nature that explains the link between our climate crisis, ecological crisis, and health crisis with animal agriculture. I highly recommend you watching the video and sharing it as a resource with your friends and family. It is told through a very optimistic lens of hope, that is not too late and that we as individuals can fix many of the world's problems through the food that we eat. Now for the quotes. Socrates once said, Would this habit of eating animals not require that we slaughter animals that we knew as individuals and whose eyes we could gaze and see ourselves reflected only a few hours before a meal? Leonardo da Vinci once said, My body will not be a tomb for other creatures. And Albert Einstein once said, Nothing will benefit human health and increase the chances for survival of life on Earth as much as the evolution of a vegetarian diet. It's amazing how some of the most well-known intelligent minds believe this message even before meat production evolved into what it is today. I love these quotes because it reminds me that not using and consuming animals is not a new concept, and it is important that we carry the torch into creating the world that we want to see in the future. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please consider liking it, leaving a positive review, and sharing it to help the podcast grow. Now I'm super excited to share the conversation I have with Ryan Lum and Angie B. Ryan and Angie, how about we start off with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourselves, how you two met, your journey to veganism, and how your YouTube channel started. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Do we have an hour to answer that one question? <laughs> I'll let Angie give it a shot. I answer oh this one gosh. so often. I'll see what you say. Well, first of all, thanks for having us. Yeah. This is fun. I haven't done a podcast in a minute. Um, let's see. So Ryan and I met in the mid nineties, uh, through music. Uh, we both had bands. His band was a lot more well-known than mine on a label called project records. And I was, um, doing college radio at the time. And, uh, so I interviewed him a few times for my show. And, uh, we, I guess actually the first time I met him was at um, a show, not his show, but I was seeing another band and someone's like, hey, do you want to meet Ryan from Love Spiles Downwards? He's here right now. Oh, God. No. It, it literally was like that. So that was the first time I met. And then and then we were at a couple uh, of parties that were thrown by his record label and hung out and like we're both eating Trader Joe's snacks together and stuff. So probably plant based snacks. Huh? I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, we just started hanging out because of music and uh, then from music, we started doing music together. Um, you may know that um, all the music that's in the Happy Healthy Vegan show is made by the two of us. Uh, well, sometimes just Ryan, I suppose, instrumentals. Yeah. Love Spirals is our band. Sometimes sprinkled with, um, at least in the early years, some songs from the Angie B. Solo album. Yeah. Yeah, we've made um, five albums now. 
Is that right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Five full length albums (laughs) and like a bunch of remix EPs and singles and compilation tracks. So yeah, we got a lot of music online. So um, yeah. So then from there, then I like see, I started getting into podcasting in the 2005. Uh, we started a, I started a podcast, uh, the Chillin' with Love Sparls podcast. Our band. Yeah. And then I started a music show called the Chillcast. And then the Chillcast ended up having like a video component for a while. And I was signed with a podcasting company, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually my podcasting company got bought out by someone else. And, um, just so, destroyed and went yeah, away. <laughs> it was destroyed by some other company. And so then we reinvented ourselves as YouTubers, I guess. And Ryan really started that. So. Yeah, I was glad when I um, I said, hey, babe, um, I want to learn more about video editing. And you, you spend all your time doing your podcast, your video show. Let me yeah. edit your video show for you. Just film it. Give me the assets and I'll put it together. And that's how I learned to edit video which led me to want to make YouTube videos. So that kind of answers part of your question, how we met and, and how we came to like, you know, have the, the, the technological skill set and interest that we have. But the veganism part, when, when we met, um, and I guess it's 1998, 99, I started dating and you knew I wasn't vegan or vegetarian, but you had been vegan or I'm sorry, vegetarian since the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. I which was. is hardcore. <laughs> you know how hard it was to be vegetarian in the eighties. You have no idea. Yeah. That was like, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I went, I went vegetarian in 1985. I believe it was, I got subscription of vegetarian times and sent away for information on how to be vegetarian from PETA and everything. And uh, yeah, I used to do fanzines and I would talk about vegetarianism and animal rights and my fanzines and stuff like that. So I was actually trying to make more of a push towards veganism when we first um, started dating. Like I was all into the soy milk and soy cheeses and That's stuff all there like was. that. And they sucked back yeah, then Yeah, all the tofuti products and everything. But I- imagine cheese that wouldn't yeah. melt. That was the early soy cheeses. But still yeah. like, you know, the, the, there was an internet when we were first going out. It wasn't nearly as robust as it is now. There was no YouTube. No. There was no Twitter. It was like so that. hard to get information. So um, I really didn't know that much about veganism when you know when we were first starting to date and it took a while for us to like fully you know understand how to be vegan and you know what what kinds of food like I still believed in that myth that you have to combine different foods to get a complete protein as a vegetarian (laughs) like you have to eat rice beans and corn together otherwise you won't get protein I believe that for so long yeah there was no way to like fact check that in 1985 or even in 1995 really yeah so yeah, so I guess really, I think the reason why Ryan wanted to start a vegan channel was because, you know, we were talking about what we ate and stuff a lot on Facebook or whatever. And, um, you know, p- people started asking us questions. They wanted to know, I actually had started a vegan recipe blog um, a few years before the channel started. And it seemed like Ryan was getting a lot of questions from like friends and family on Facebook. So he thought, well, well, if I make videos about some of these topics, then I can just refer people to the video rather than me explaining it like longhand every single time someone asked me where I get my protein. Yeah, and furthermore, using the internet as a resource, like we said, there's really not that much information yeah. in the early days. So the more I, I would spend, um, you know, devoted to time on our social media, devoted to veganism, 
I would be learning more myself and, you know, got to where we are today. So we know we don't have to co- do the complete protein method every meal. <laughs> yeah. Although I still really do like rice, beans, and yeah. corn together. Yeah, I, I got that. used to that combo. <laughs> you can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. That was a really convoluted answer, but hopefully you learned something. Oh, it's a great answer. Just threw all the pain out there for you. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great answer. You you guys also wear a lot of hats, uh, whether it's music, doing the YouTube channel together. Wow. Um, We're busy. (laughs) There is sometimes misconceptions about what veganism is. What do you consider to be the best definition? Ah, well, this, I guess it applies to the, the video I'm doing today. Veganism, I want to emphasize, is not a diet. A lot of people think, oh, veganism, it has all these magical properties, like it'll cure all your problems, you'll automatically lose weight, you'll have awesome health, all these things. And I wish all that were true, and it can be, not to say veganism isn't a healthy diet if you make it one, but I just want to emphasize it's not a diet. It's a, it's a moral, philosophical position against being against cruelty and exploitation to animals. And that entails, if you're against cruelty and exploitation to animals, you're not going to eat animal products. So if you want to call it a diet in that very vague sense, yeah, I, I guess so. But yeah, veganism is not a diet. Yeah, I actually know what, now that you said that reminds me of back in the 80s when I went vegetarian and I... I was under the false assumption that I know many, many people are that that eating eggs somehow doesn't hurt chickens or that drinking milk doesn't hurt cows. <laughs> it really wasn't until like now that YouTube is so robust and information online is so robust, you can literally see all the horrible things that happen within the dairy industry and and the chicken industry. Yeah. So it's horrible. It's like once you see one of those milking carousels <laughs> or you see the baby cows being taken away from the mothers or you see the line of of male chicks being sent down a conveyor belt to be crushed. It's like, you know, you could no longer feel like being a vegetarian is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if the reason why you went vegan is for the animals, then you obviously, you know, you can't support those things. Yeah, I see what you mean. In the 80s, you thought going, I would have thought too, going yeah. vegetarian was enough. You didn't, we didn't understand there was cruelty in those other industries. No. But now for vegans, yeah, we all know that now, but that wasn't as obvious back then. It wasn't obvious at all because all this information was hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when I first uh, started learning more about it, I went vegetarian first thinking, yeah. and it's not that my values change between now and then it's just that I was exposed to more of what goes on in the industries that we don't think killing would go on in. If you had to deliver an elevator pitch, I don't know if you're you're familiar with an elevator pitch. Yeah, the, uh, we <laughs> I know what elevator pitches are. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, yeah. <laughs> so if you had to deliver an elevator pitch of why people should move towards a vegan lifestyle, what would it be? Should I take this one? Yeah, you'll be great <laughs> at it. All right. I, I call veganism a triple win. It's a win for the animals, not harming, killing, exploiting animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. It's a win for for the environment. Animal agriculture, no matter how you measure it, is the number one source of greenhouse, greenhouse gas emissions, more than all of transportation combined. And also, if you want to, you can make veganism a very healthy diet. Some people think if you give up animal products, the best you could do as a vegan would just be able to barely survive, you know, not die. But no, you can be a thriving, healthy person. You could be a world-class athlete. So it's a triple win. If you really care about having a 
planet that's habitable for yourself and your children and their children, veganism's the answer. If you want to avoid the most common forms of disease and death, veganism's the answer. Great. And now like it's evolved to even more reasons coming out. Like for example, the pandemic we're facing right now, COVID-19. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that 75% of new infectious diseases come from animals. So Whoa. it's it's amazing with all the the bonus effects by not harming animals creates. Yes. I gotta add that one to my list. The quadruple win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. For anyone who is thinking about going vegan, but is a little hesitant, whether it is for social reasons, health reasons, or whatever it may be, what advice would you give to them? I'll take that one. What advice would I give to a first time vegan? Or, or just someone who's very curious. We talk yeah. to people like this often. They're, they, they're, at least they're receptive, right? They have a positive um, image of what veganism is, but they're a little hesitant. What can we tell them? The first thing I want to tell them is it's it's really not that weird of a lifestyle. There you go. You're already eating tons of plants. It's not like you have to eat special vegan labeled food or anything like that. You're already eating plants, I assume, right? So you're just going to be eating more, more plants. plants. Yeah. It's, um, not, it's not like landing on Mars is what I'm trying to emphasize. It's true. Uh, it's It's really cracks us up when people talk about you know, I've never had vegan food before. It's like, you've never had an apple, you've never had potato, you've never had salad, you've never had noodles. Like there's most, most of the food that people eat, like you said, it's not like everything is made out of an animal. If you think a carnivorous holiday, like Thanksgiving, like, oh, I think half the items on a traditional Thanksgiving dinner menu are, are not, are plants. Are not animals. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, so people thinking like if they go vegan, they have to immediately go out and stock their freezer full of high priced, um, you know, meat analogs and fake cheese and yada, yada. Like you can, you can, you do not have to. I mean, a lot of times people will talk about things like, you know, like a vegan burger or a vegan chicken or vegan cheeses as being kind of like a transitional item. And I think, you know, even we kind of went through that, yeah. like when you know, I would, I would get like Gardein products or whatever yeah, and add wrong. that to things. But, you know, after a while I realized like, I could just, instead of thinking about there being like people, people <laughs> tend to put their food together. Like there's a, there's the main thing is a piece of meat or something that, looks and then like there's it. side items, which are different kinds of vegetables or bread, like just throw that out and instead, you know, make a big thing of pasta with vegetables in it with like a tomato based sauce of like, that's so normal, you know, like there's nothing scary about eating that. Or, you know, if you're afraid of trying a black bean burger, which I don't know why anyone would be, but like, if you really want to have food that still looks like an animal, there's so many available now, but you don't have to eat that way. So you could easily make like a bean and rice burrito with vegetables in it and salsa and guacamole and you're really not missing out on anything it's it's not that big of a deal and if you leave the home depending on where you live most places in the united states this is true it's so easy now to leave the house and go to a restaurant and find vegan restaurants or restaurants have clearly marked vegan sections on their menu even have some have vegan kitchens separate from the others so it's, it's so easy to be vegan in the home and outside of the home yeah speaking of which you know what's really um helpful um 
obviously there's no sponsorship here, but Happy Cow, the Happy the Cow app. app or the happycow.com site, they make it so that wherever you're traveling, you yes. can look up the city and find places that have vegan options. Use that all the time. Oh my gosh, it's saved us so many <laughs> Before times. we go on a trip, we're on Happy Cow seeing what's available. And they list restaurants that categorize them by all vegan, vegetarian, or none of the above, but have vegan options. Yeah, that's a great resource. Uh, I'm noticing a marketing trend where businesses are promoting what they call ethical farming or ethical yeah. butchering and using catchwords such as humane or sustainable. I'd love to hear both of your thoughts on that. I really love to see someone really with, look me straight in the face and say they've invented a humane way to kill a sentient being. I mean, it, I mean, it, how is it like if they have a humane way of killing a cow, let's see them apply that to a human. You can't. I'm just saying that it's, it's I don't I'm not actually challenging them to do that. But there's, it's just it's just BS marketing speak. Essentially, a being does not want to die and to claim that, you know, it's OK with that being to kill it if you treat it really nicely or whatever the method is. It's just complete whitewashed marketing. Totally. Yeah, like two years ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah. A local coffee house and cafe that um, that I frequent, they ran into some trouble because they had tried to use that marketing like on their menu board for this new food menu. They had, and I forget the exact wording, but it was some. It was something about the chickens were treated with love, like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so vegans on Instagram saw that and got a hold of it, and they started just really bombarding um, this cafe, you know, with a lot of hateful words. So um, we actually met up with the owner. He, and, he requested yeah. to talk to us. I think he gave us some free vegan <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he treated us to some of the, the plant-based items on his menu. And and he just wanted to get our feedback about that. Like, why was this so triggering to vegans? And how could he have done things differently? And I think they mean well, these people. Not to say that it's like they're all evil or anything like that. I think they often mean well. I just don't think a lot of these business owners and marketers really have thought through what, what their um what, what the implications are of what, what they're proposing, this ethical way of killing a sentient being. That was pretty crazy. Side note, I ran into I ran into the business owner the other day and he said, you know, now that things are opening back up, he's gonna be relaunching his food menu. And he, he's like, it's gonna be a primarily plant-based menu this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I wanna take it a step further. I think if an animal, say they say that animal's been treated before they kill, it's been treated yeah. so well, it's lived this princely lifestyle. And I've seen places where the animals have names and you can trace, this is like some um, Kobe beef restaurant in Japan where you can see its mother and father's name, like a you know family chart and tree. I mean, once you've gotten that far, it's almost like a human or at very least a pet. And therefore it's even more heinous to kill an animal so that has been per so personified. Obviously, while having a conversation with them, he's now introducing more plant-based options, which is amazing, step forward. Yeah. What, what qualities in general do you think make a great activist for people to make big change? I've thought about that a lot. Go for it, yeah. First, I'm going to kind of answer it from a different angle. I want to say there's, I 100% believe there's no one correct way to be a vegan activist. Some people think there's a, a certain, like, like 
path you must follow, certain activities like you must do, certain actions you must perform in certain public places. And there's certain vegan activists that do this really well. But that's only one way of being an activist. That's a, I mean, they're using their own personal strengths to be a great vegan activist. Some people don't like to go out in public and hold signs. Some people are very shy. Some people are are, are, are very concerned about their privacy and don't want to put their image or, or their name out there for all to see. So I think the best thing a person can do is be, you know, do some soul searching and, 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 and kind of do an inventory of your skill set and your preferences and see how that matches up with what you can do. Some people that might just mean having an Instagram account and showing beautifully um, arranged vegan um, food, you know, dinner items, you know, lunch items and all that. Others it might be like me using my technological skills and my um, my uh, my background in philosophy and research to produce YouTube videos that are based in fact-based evidence. Other people might be medical doctors and they should be using that as their way of communicating with people. But I think what all vegan activists should do, and I don't wanna, I hate saying the word all, but I think um, it's really important to not turn people off and put them on the defensive. Ooh, not true. You want an interaction with a non-vegan to go positively in the sense that you want the end of that interaction to result in that person going away from the conversation with the positive image of veganism versus all you vegans are whack. I'm never going to go vegan again. I'm going to get a burger just to piss you off. You don't want that to happen. I, I like to jokingly refer to it in a business term. You want conversions. You want people to either convert to veganism or at least plant a positive seed in their minds so they were open to it in the future. And once they hear more information, they may end up going vegan. That's true. You know, that reminds me of a story. Uh, I think it was the Long Beach Vegan Festival we were doing a few years back and a couple came up to me and, um, you know, they were kind of vegan curious. They were on the path and they were looking at our t-shirts and they're like, oh, I love this t-shirt, but you know, we're not, we're not fully vegan yet. Like, would it be they, wrong of us to buy they, this they t-shirt? They, they had the worthiness to wear this shirt, right? Yeah. 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 And I was like, I was like, well, you know, you could think of it as inspiration for you, you know, that you'll wear the shirt when you feel confident that you are, are representing you know, veganism, I, you can buy it now. It's just a fan of the show. Like you buy the t-shirt of a band or something like that. Like you're not literally in the band. And, um, I think they did end up buying one. And then I saw them at the the next year, they, they're at the festival. I saw them walking over to get some vegan food from one of the stalls. I ran after them. I was like, Oh, Hey, hi, how are you guys doing? They're like, Oh, Hey, we just want to <laughs> let you know that we're totally vegan now. We have been, and it's been great. Like we, you know, we've lost weight, we feel good. And then we're just having such a good time with it. Conversions. Conversions. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Conversions. So we, yeah the, my personal way of doing it, I always try to be kind and I try to be understanding with people and to meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Very important. Yeah. For instance, if I'm at the gym and they see me wearing my mm -hmm. vegan basketball jerseys and they come and start asking me questions and, you know, I'm thinking, all right, what would be the best way to pursue this conversation? Option A, let's talk about movies like The Game Changers. I could talk about what I've been doing. Or option B, I can say um, you're a horrible person. There's animal holocaust. Uh, you know, the, no, most oh, options are not. No, I'm saying no. Option A, you want to meet them where they're at. You want to give them the right information that they need right then to walk away from the conversation with good, positive information and a good under, you know, feeling about veganism. I love that. If you could pinpoint the most rewarding experiences you've had through your activism, what would it oh, be? Wow. 
I think it's just simply people coming up to us and just telling us, they'll say, hey, you're why I went vegan. And I said, no, I'm not why. I'm part of why. Oh. And, and you're part of why, you know, but we're not why. I'm just glad that we had our, our hand in leading you to, to, you know, make that decision. So true. And people come up to us sometimes or, or write us online and tell us about, um, you know, different health problems that it's solved. We've met a lot of people with who lost a tremendous amount of weight, turned, turned around various health issues they had, whether it be, you know, their, their cholesterol, their, um, uh, having a diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. One woman even said that she regained sight in one eye. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know it could do that, but yeah, awesome. people. And, and I remember another time it was, this was a veg fest in LA. We, we met a young couple, um, the woman, the girl was pregnant and I think she had some concerns about her pregnancy being vegan. And I, I don't know, I remember I had a little discussion with her, but then I saw her the next year with her baby. Vegan and baby. She, yeah. And she said that how the, the meeting me the, the year before, and I guess, I, I don't know if I gave her a hug or something. Somehow I had, I, I had touched her and she felt like I had blessed her. And I was like, what? And then her, that everything went great with her pregnancy. And yeah, it's, I don't know. This people are really, really nice when we meet them at festivals there. It's always a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reward in itself. Knowing that people are, are going vegan and the, all the, the, the triple win benefits I talked about earlier become larger and larger, the more people go vegan. Mm -hmm. All right. So I have some fun lightning questions for both of you. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask if either of you had a favorite quote that you wanted to share. <laughs> I guess this relates to how um, the kinds of videos I make, you know, for people who aren't aware, I kind of specialize in combating misinformation yeah. about veganism like you know the, the, the mainstream you know you'll see articles from all over like the guardian or daily mail or guys like joe rogan who are just notoriously like they might be kind of clever when they're talking about martial arts and fighting and crap like that but when you get to veganism it, he just spouts just, just complete nonsense well anyway um uh, yeah, so <laughs> you hear, and you hear, and then, and then uh, some of my, anyway, I'm just trying to make the story <laughs> so short. There's, there's so many people that, that <laughs> just spout misinformation. I've gotten to this with, with raw fruitarians. Anyway, I, my favorite quote comes from Carl Sagan, the astronomer, the guy who did Cosmos. And um, his claim goes, his quote goes something like this Extraordinary claims demand extraordinary evidence. Meaning anyone could say anything they want, but unless they have some solid evidence, evidence to support what they're saying they're just talking nonsense and that's kind of the the credo for how i operate in my response videos i i look at their claims see if there's any evidence and any claim i make i support this not with some kind of crazy outlier study you know you can find a study that supports anything i try to find information that reflects the general scientific consensus all right so are you two ready for some lightning round questions we'll see yeah we'll see <laughs> So I'm going to ask these questions a little differently since I have both of you here. Normally, I just have uh, one guest. So instead of you asking you each directly, let's see how much you know about each other. Ooh, like oh, the boy. dating game. <laughs> <laughs> so answer as quick as you can. Ryan, you just cook Angie your favorite meal. What meal is it? 
Have I, I cooked Angie her favorite meal? Yeah. Oh, One meal my, my repertoire of cooking is quite limited compared to Angie's. <laughs> yeah, he makes like three things. <laughs> so um, I, I actually don't make anything that she really likes all that much. <laughs> kind of had a, what's known in, in debate or logic as like a loaded question or something like that. There is no favorite meal of, of hers that I make. Oh, God, that's so great. <laughs> he probably just made me potatoes cooked on on a tray in the oven with another night with yeah no seasoning yeah it's actually in your book yeah no, it is i yeah. put it oh, so funny or like a really nice bowl of white rice i, I, I make indian kitchery all the time for us that's probably the most complicated dish i make peanut butter jelly sandwich that's for me. Yeah, that's oh right. yeah, we actually had this combo like yeah, three had, days we ago. Had an argument actually. Yeah, over this. <laughs> he went in to make himself a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and I was like, "Oh, you're not even going to ask me if I'm hungry." Like, and I started laughing. Like, you always laugh at me when I make these peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I was just going to eat one really quickly so I could like go do some errands and then and not be starving. Then I'll worry about eating later. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he spreads it too thin, you guys. <laughs> Angie, Ryan just ordered a taco from an amazing vegan restaurant. Did he order it mild, spicy, or extra spicy? Eh, probably medium. Yeah, probably medium. Yeah, um, I might even do light spicy if I know you're going to have a bite or two. <laughs> <laughs> thinking of you. <laughs> Ryan, what is Angie's favorite animal? Cat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Angie, for Ryan, is it soy milk, oat milk, or almond milk? It's almond milk for sure. Although I've been getting them on the oat milk train lately. Yeah, oat, oat, is, oat milk has caught up basically in my mind. Cool. <laughs> All right, so the last few are for both of you. What is your ideal date? Honestly, I the, our, our ideal date before COVID was taking our um disneyland pass going down there catching dinner and a sunset and maybe ride one ride just hanging out for a couple hours two three hours just just go on a a magical tuesday when there's not that many people oh it has to be magical tuesday guys magical wednesday (laughs) yeah although we are planning to go on idea date this evening the other idea date we have is driving down to crystal cove state park maybe taking a couple snacks and watching the sunset while on the beach on the beach yeah, yeah. we're gonna try to pull that off today we haven't done that for a month or two at least yeah, yeah. then wait until the whole pink moment thing happens and there's barely any light in the sky and then walking back up through the beautiful um the natural scrub back to our car i have to say um, though um you know um you just put out a new vlog yesterday that you edited of us um doing a vegan wine tasting trip through um southern california and the, the temecula area and that was so fun was I, so I, fun. I think that was the funnest day i've had like all year oh for sure yeah it was even cool. funner than when we went back to disneyland oh yeah disneyland <laughs> sucked compared to that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we had great vegan wine i found a, 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 a on barnivore.com check them out as well as another a resource great resource to find out which wines and alcohols are free of animal products anyway yeah um found a, a winery all their stuff's vegan and then we went out and had a great vegan dinner afterwards outdoors yeah. it, was, it was awesome yeah. yeah it was fantastic i'm gonna go wine taste it again <laughs> what are three things you love just for both of you oh music animals <laughs> food food <laughs> yeah and the last question for the lightning round questions is optimism or pessimism 
Ooh. Yeah. And we're kind of a, we're right middle, in the middle. We're the middle path between <laughs> the two. Even though people might think, oh yeah, you guys seem so positive. And we are, but we have yeah. our our uh, pessimistic side. Last year as took well. a toll on our psyche, yeah. let's just say. It was mm. rough. But um I think for overall one's well-being, it's better to um to lean more towards the optimistic side yeah. well still acknowledging there's things that aren't great about the world or yeah. or what have you yeah not being blissfully unaware of you know like you there know, you go yeah yeah not, <laughs> of the not foolishly optimistic that everything's going to go exactly how you think but you know being you know open to the possibility that everything might go the way you think that it will well ryan and angie has been great having you two as my guests today why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, you can do that. Okay, that's easy. Well, first of all, youtube.com slash happy healthy vegan for videos and blogs and whatnot. And uh, instagram.com slash happy healthy vegan for mostly photos and a few little videos. And that's what Angie works on pretty much every day. I, I, I yeah. tend to I make slightly more videos than Angie does typically, but Instagram is her like wheelhouse. And totally. I, yeah, yeah. I love taking photographs. Yeah. And he loves to make these vegan arguments. So, he, <laughs> so I would say that he's more of the YouTuber, but then again, I've been making a lot of vlogs. So, yeah, you know, Steven, mm -hmm. Steven, and we are on Facebook though. I don't like recommend Facebook so much, but we're on there. And then on Twitter, you can get a hold of Ryan, uh, twitter.com slash just is, do you, did you? It's just Ryan, my name. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Lum. R-Y-A-N-L-U-M. Yeah. Yes. There's a couple other Ryan Lums out there, but he got the Twitter. <laughs> got the thank Twitter. goodness. And then if you want to check out our band, Love Spirals. We have lovespirals.com. We're also on Spotify, Apple, here, here on YouTube, and pretty much anywhere that music yeah. is. So stream music, buy music, whatever. It's all, yeah. we're, we're everywhere. Yeah. And if you're interested in my cookbooks, there's a shop.happyhealthyvegan.org. And we got a whole section with the two cookbooks and our t-shirts and some CDs. And we'll even autograph them for you. Yes, we will. Awesome. I have one last question for you. You're on a podcast called The Vegan Optimist. Are you optimistic about the future of veganism? And if yes, why? I mean, um, right now, I mean, veganism is just growing, you know, I mean, it's amazing. we could quit all our, what we're doing, all our activism and veganism is just fine. It's just, yeah, That's taken true. off on its own. So I'm optimistic for um, more people becoming vegan and, and the benefits that um, the animals will will get the planet will will, will get so yeah it's, it's a really it's a great time to be vegan dude uh, vegan movement has far <laughs> far surpassed any of my wildest dreams when i first started hearing the term vegan it's it's incredible that even fast food yeah. chains that specialize in meat-based food is are now offering you know vegan options that's incredible the, so i'm very optimistic the, about the it the writing is on the wall when a place like Disneyland, you know, they made a policy to roll out over the year that every one of their food service places, food stands, restaurants has at minimum one vegan option to offer. And, and many of them have more than one. So, I mean, that vegan just stocks, you. vegan yeah. mutual funds. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's huge, right? <laughs> yeah. Now. Wall Street knows. Yeah. There's billions of dollars in this. Yeah. yeah once so you get Wall Wall Street money behind it, then you're really going to start pushing things forward. So I'm super optimistic about that. I just hope that it continues. <laughs> that is great. I will with uh, people like you guys who do the hard work doing some activism and creating the, the future that we want. So uh, I, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I had a great time talking to you and I can't wait to share our conversation. Mm -hmm.
Awesome. All right. Thanks, Ryan.